No worries. Go. Hello. Welcome to Underpaid and Underqualified. It's been a while, but we uh, figured our way back through the deadly terrain of coronavirus and um, the apocalyptic world we live in. Uh, but your host, Vince and... Ja. Are back. Woo! Yay. I know we're dearly missed. And uh, how are we How are we communicating right now, Ja? So this actually feels even more than a webcam than, or like more like a podcast recording than what have you done in the past? Because what we've done in the past, I feel like we just threw a mic in between us and just let it run. Now it's kind of like, okay, well, more equipment is involved this time around because we have a shelter in place. I call it lockdown because it's less syllables. And so because yeah. of that, we're doing this remotely in two yeah. different households. For anyone living under a rock who has no idea what's going on, there's a little bit of uh, sickness going around in the world. And uh, due to that, me and Ja aren't able to uh, bring you the podcast live and in person. So Technically, uh, legally, we're not supposed to do that. Oh, yeah? We're not supposed yeah, to what? Legally, oh, yeah. We're, yeah, legally, I'm not supposed to come over. Or else I get like a $400 ticket if I get caught. But at the same time, I kind of don't mind doing this. Oh, is that the actual amount? $400? Yeah, it's about $400. Yeah, so oh, okay. for people who are not aware, at least in California, when they do enforce it, uh, the whole social distancing thing, just keeping six feet apart, not visiting um, people unnecessarily, it's a $400 fine. So if you got $400 to fork over, be my guest. That would make sense why I've seen like, do you listen to a lot of podcasts or anyone? Not really. Go ahead. Because I've noticed... Some of the uh, more famous podcasts that I listen to, they're still like doing them in person, like the Joe Rogan podcast. He still has guests and they don't look six feet apart. <laughs> like they're across a table and it's not like super close, but I'm just kind of wondering, I'm like, is, is he always going to just keep having guests in? Is it like, what's the, what's the word on this? But I don't know. Well, Some depends on the state, it. right? So that's California, at least in the Bay Area. I'm not sure what other states are doing per se. I think like, LA has it, doesn't it? I thought it was all of California. Uh, well, California has a statewide thing, right? Yeah. And Florida refuses to have a statewide thing new york i think just started doing a statewide thing yeah yeah i know it's different state to state but he's in la so you would think that it would affect him too uh well you know what they're rich they can pay 400 dollars. <laughs> exactly that's what i was thinking that's why they still do it but we're not quite there yet are we joe one day i have a dream, <laughs> I, have a dream. Yeah. I will be rich and famous and i don't have to do my day job oh my gosh i'm so done with my day job but yeah yeah, I mean, you work later than me. That's, that never happens. I feel like I'm always the one who has to cancel because work shit coming up. Yeah, so um, because of all this, for our viewers, our listeners, our faithful, faithful eight listeners, maybe 10, I don't know. Um, it should be 10. I actually recommended the podcast to a few more people. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, um, I'm work from home now. And so because, or all of us are work from home, really, if you can. And so during this time, um, I've worked longer hours because I'm on my computer, not commuting anymore. And our workflow has just increased. And since I work effectively in customer support, this will lead to my lesson in life. But yeah, I kind of don't like to talk to people anymore. I kind of like to shelter in place things. So I can stay inside and not talk to people. Well, do you have to talk to them like via like Slack or anything usually? I mean, Slack would be internal. Uh, customers would be through email or by phone or by webcam or conference call not webcam but yeah oh okay damn yeah i mean it's for my job nothing's really changed <laughs> like i still always have to talk to people like on slack and uh the only thing i miss is god damn it so many good snacks that i can't have anymore because <laughs> of that cafe that free food at my work office oh yeah no, that's a lot of people it's funny because during this whole coronavirus people were joking how like after this lockdown i'm gonna be so fat i've lost about five to six pounds 
<laughs> really? Yeah, actually, yeah. I have. It's been wow. great. Like, yeah. this, just explicitly me personally, not including people that I love and care who are healthcare workers or my mom who's in the high-risk category. Me personally, this whole lockdown thing has been kind of like the staycation I've always wanted. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard some people saying that. I've, I saw a meme that was kind of funny. It was like everybody, it was like impersonating every celebrity who's telling you, just stay in home. It's easy. You can do it. You're doing your part. And then it like highlights the house they live in. It's like a giant mansion. <laughs> so it's a lot easier to say that when you have a freaking mansion that you live in compared to a small dinky apartment. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm splitting a room. But the thing is, that it's like, I'm catching up on all these movies. I'm playing all of the video games during my spare time now because I don't <laughs> have to make these obligations to go to these different things anymore or like i have friends sometimes are like oh i haven't seen you a while let's go hang out well we can't hang out anymore what am we doing now i'm just catching up on anime or playing call of duty a lot (laughs) you sound like like it's people you sound like it's that's a good i'm sure that you'll be turned into a bit just that i prefaced it with call of duty it's okay (laughs) it's not like anyone can rip that out and highlight just that one sentence yeah it's not that hard really i could probably do it right now (laughs) exactly with all the free time we have with no social interaction but um yeah you sound like you're burdened when there's no social uh distancing in effect like anytime someone wants to hang out you don't enjoy it (laughs) like it's a burden for you i mean no i definitely do enjoy it like sometimes like i really do like going out playing like watching a movie with friends and stuff like that but now it's like well, because there's no obligation, because there's like so many things I've always, I always want to do, but mm-hmm. now it's like, well, I can only do those things. So to <laughs> me, it's like that staycation that I've always want. I was about to take by like calling in sick work to work, taking mm-hmm. like those personal days. Now it's like, well, yeah, I'm doing that now. Yeah, I guess it hits people differently. Me personally, I feel like I had kind of I haven't traveled that much in the past couple of months. I feel like that was kind of like my version of a staycation, like settling into the new apartment, just getting into a groove, you know, type of thing. So this was like right when I was itching to start traveling, right when the fucking uh, COVID-19 shit happened. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty going a little stir crazy, wanting to like travel. All the concerts that I had lined up are getting canceled. All the movies lined up are getting postponed. But uh, I oh, mean, yeah, no. obviously it's not the worst, you know. Yeah, I can't, I mean, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I mean, con- considering all the other shit happening in the world, I really can't complain. This is like the epitome of first world complaints. So I, I live in an apartment with food and running water. Like, that's that's not exactly the case for everybody right now. But I'm still going to complain because that's what our podcast is about, right, Joe? <laughs> I'm, I mean, minus the part that I fear for people's lives, then yeah, no, it's it's been perfectly fine for me. I've caught up on movies. Oh, we should totally do like a... Tiger King? <laughs> okay, I haven't caught up on that yet. No, but um, I saw a bunch of like serious movies last one two weeks ago, of uh backlog movies from 2019, and I have like so much to say. Oh, nice! We could do like a whole episode just all about like backlog of 2019 movies because there's a lot of stuff I wanted to see last year that I didn't see. Okay, we can do that next week then. All right, it's established. It's always yeah. good to plan out your podcast on the actual episode. <laughs> and just for just for your reference, so you have something to base off of, the movies that I did watch was uh, A Way Back by with Ben Affleck. Um, oh yeah, I heard that was good. Oh, that actually came out this year. Anyways, but um, okay. Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler and uh, Midway yeah. with an amazing cast, but with an okay movie. What was the last one? Sorry, Midway, the war uh. movie. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Um, those are the three movies that I watched that were on the serious and oh, and The Gentleman with Henry Golding and Matthew McConaughey. 
Oh, yeah. I wanted to see that, but I, I heard kind of so-so reviews. You don't have to say anything about the movie now. We can save it for next week. But uh, oh gosh, I also I saw... so much crap to talk about Uncut Gems. I'm, like, just content. <laughs> just give me, just give me a, a thumbs up or thumbs down. No, no other description further than that. We'll tease the listeners, so the suspense is building. <laughs> I, gave, I couldn't finish the movie, and I started watching anime. And I started watching a particularly bad anime. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, weren't a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, that's my review. My, okay. my my personal suggestion review. Like, I don't even recommend this movie unless you're bored. Wow, interesting. You know, it's kind of funny, actually. I uh, was talking to my brother, and uh, you remember I mentioned we had that, like, huge blowout on Hitch after 2? Yes. So he uh, coincidentally, out of nowhere, like, we weren't even talking about that. We had, like, moved on from it. And then he's like, you know, I just saw a really good horror movie you might like. Because he's super into horror movies. He's probably seen more than me. And... Uh, he was like, have you seen Invisible Man? And I was like, oh, funny you mentioned that. I have a friend who told me the exact opposite, that I should not see that. And then uh, I, uh, <laughs> his response is, your friend's an idiot. <laughs> and then I showed him the podcast episode. And then I forgot that I also talked about our debate in it chapter two and made fun of the shit he said. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> what was the conversation like after? Uh, he was like, you idiot, you got my point wrong. That's not what I said. And then like, he's like bringing up these points again and I'm trying like not to engage. Cause I'm like trying to like, I know where this is going. We're going to get involved in this again. So I'm trying to like, say like, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Changing the subject. What did you think about invisible man? And then he was just like, all right, answer me this. Did you purposely fuck up my debate? And I'm just like, dude, I don't know what to say. I haven't replied. I haven't responded to his last comment <laughs> just cause I know this is going to go down that rabbit hole again. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Dude, the fact that if he has this link, he could also still find this episode right now, right? You know that. I, yeah, no, I'm aware of it, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm monitoring myself. Luckily, I don't think I said anything too bad. I, uh, pretty, yeah, I, yeah, I think okay, I can. Okay, we're going to stop pretty... there. Moving on. <laughs> so, for our listeners, our topic this week is life lessons. Yeah, with uh, all the sad stuff happening right now, we thought uh, it'd be a nice moment to end on an inspirational note with the podcast. And uh, I don't know, just get a little bit deep. Uh, Don't talk about, not talking about the shallow stuff we usually talk about, like movies and music and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, me and Wait till you, oh, sorry. Wait till you hear me talk. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. We're going to get more shallow, uh, apparently, according to John. Um, So, yeah, we're going to do three each to go tit for tat. Um, Yeah, do you want to start it up, Joe? Alrighty, so i'm gonna talk about the stock market <laughs> it's a nice place to start i guess it's gonna be okay. it's gonna be relevant with uh what's going on now but uh yeah take it away honestly like this is definitely a personal lesson and i think it's one of those lessons where it's like i knew in the back of my mind but it was because of this pandemic it really hit more home for me especially the, it's just because like coming from a poor background it's when it comes to money, it becomes a very sensitive topic for me because it's like, well, now that I'm making income and I actually do have quote unquote disposable income to spend on stupid things like mm-hmm. a collection for my unstable unicorns card game. But um, with that said, <laughs> um, yeah, so with the stock market right now, because like a lot of people are freaking out and such like that. And like personally, I knew that stock market is cyclical. So meaning that like you'll lose some money, you'll make some money, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, you got to realize that like, um, and for me, when this whole COVID-19 thing kicked in and American stocks were plummeting and tanking basically like a rock being thrown into water, uh, I didn't know when to buy. And then a lot of people were like, well, you missed the uh, the best time to buy because it already bottomed out. But for me, it's like, well, when do we know it bottomed out? When can I get my best price? When can I make like 
bang for your buck, like the best deal or like the best stock to buy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think, at, and then people have told me in the past and I knew this, but it's like, well, if it's gone down, just buy in general. Don't, um, don't freak out. Don't stress. And so it's like, well, but I've done that before and all that. And the next day it went up and I, or it went down even more kind of thing. Mm, and so at the yeah. end of the day, it's like, well, just buy when it's down in general. Like really, it's so hard to control that so many people are in the same boat as you that you shouldn't like lose sleep over this or you shouldn't have anxiety over this just because personally for me, it's like, okay, well, I worry about my future and I really want to retire because I'm so sick of work. Like I thought about retirement since college. So that's like one of the things in general is like really to hit like this pandemic really hit home and all that. Oh, okay. So you're feeling some anxiety about the stock market and that type of thing, would you say? That it's like, oh shoot, I, I made the wrong moves, right? Mm, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you could have made better moves, but it's not necessarily the wrong move per se. I mean, the wrong move you could say is that you bought like, um, what's the wrong move? Like, like a stock that you knew that was going to go down anyways, but you still kept buying it. Yeah, like buying stock in Tower Records. <laughs> or I mean, I bought stock in GE and it's tanked since. GE? Yeah, General Electric. Oh, interesting. But yeah, you know, honestly, I've got a, I had a similar experience in that I just bought, like, I just used like about a little bit of stock in GoPro, <laughs> just like kind of dip my toes in because I know nothing about the stock market. I was just curious about it, and then I didn't pay attention to it at all and didn't know anything about it. They just like had it. They like when I first started, there was a deadline <laughs> about like when to buy and whatnot. So then <laughs> I uh, bought at that time just because like, I don't know, that's a good motivator, you know, just seeing any sort of deadline, just knowing that you can't do something for a while. So I was like, Oh shit, I got to do something. So I uh, didn't know anything I was doing, just like bought a little bit and um, then randomly forgot that I purchased that and then was like freaking out, like wondering if I lost money. Luckily didn't, but um, just, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know, just like confusion was the like biggest source of panic for me, just not knowing anything about it and then realizing that I never followed up on it and just freaking out that I had lost money. So I kind of get that. So my general lesson is <laughs> not doing the stock market at all for me, at least. All right, fair enough. All right, your turn. Is all that right. your lesson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do the stock market at all. No, um, yeah, first lesson. Um. So this is going to be a uh, little bit of a hallmark moment, but uh, be kind, you know, be kind to everybody. Even if you don't like them, be, you know, just at least fake it, uh, you know, put on a nice face. Be uh, just because you basically never know when someone else could help you and you never know what someone else is going through. I know that's very cheesy and cliche to say, but I'm going to bring up a story along with that. So um, cross country, right? In uh, high school, uh, I did it um all four years um a lot of friends did it too and one year every year we had a meet in LA um you're from LA right yes are you familiar with uh San Antonio College Mount Sac yeah yeah of course yeah yeah the meet okay pretty there's good. a city yeah, of Rupin oh cool there you go um the meet was there every uh every year so it was kind of like a big event and um the or the last year that we were ever going to do it is my senior year um and uh the meet itself we would drive on like a friday get there like late at night go to the hotel and whatnot then the meet itself is usually like i don't know eight or nine in the morning and we would have to wake up like six five or six like take a bus over there get warmed up get all your stuff you know 
And um, I, I forget what happened exactly, but just something was fucked up with our alarms. <laughs> Probably just us being idiots and not setting them correctly. That's that's what I mean by fucked up alarms. <laughs> and um, Yep. And um, the alarms didn't go off, and we were supposed to leave and, like, be on the bus. Like, bus leaves at, like, I don't know, we'll just say 6.30. And it's, like, 6.45 as I wake up, somebody else, like, waking me up. <laughs> and um, – the person that happened to wake me up was something was uh, someone that I wasn't like too fond of, you know, just kind of, he, he was like well-intentioned, but is uh, just, I think he was one of those people like our group were kind of unanimously like not super crazy about. He was a nice guy, but he's just, it, it was a little annoying. It kind of could kill the vibe sometimes, you know, just sometimes it's that way with certain people. They just don't totally fit in, but you try to be nice to him still. We were always, nice and um polite to him and whatnot but just sometimes his vibe just kind of threw it off a bit um and he just happened to be the one that uh woke us up and made us uh realize how fucked we were and um then we were panicking thinking shit i mean this is a trip we drove uh eight hours for um and we're about to miss out and just like that would be the worst feeling ever not being able to run but luckily the fact that he woke us up at that time and like um we were panicking we looked down we like uh ran down to the stairs and like um coincidentally i got very lucky and found another coach that uh used to be on our team and he was also just about to leave so we just got to hitch a ride with him and luckily we made it to the race in time it all worked out thanks for that uh but yeah if it weren't for the friend that i wasn't or the person that i wasn't too fond of at the time like helping us in that moment then you know we would have been very fucked so um yeah in that in that situation it's important to be kind to everyone because you never know when they can help you and you don't want to base you know whether or not you like someone just based i don't know what i'm saying here but basically just be kind because uh, you never know when someone can help you gonna end it on that note uh, i see networking for your benefit good call vince can you hear me Yeah, I can hear you. I guess we just got cut off for a real sec for a second, but um, I paused okay. the recording for like one second. So yeah, all there's right. one less second of awkwardness. <laughs> no awkwardness here, Joe. It's all smooth. Um, but yeah, we'll just end it there. That's my lesson. Be kind. <laughs> all right. So my next lesson, definitely. So I guess it's it's kind of piggybacking off of yours a little bit, but I think it's a little bit of have multiple close friends and the reason why i say that is let's say that you're going through something right let's say that you have a lot to vent and there's a and you you just happen to talk a lot and you like talking it's better to have multiple close friends to vent to so you kind of distribute that distribute out that stress to people so they don't freak out as much because i'm not going to lie there's definitely been times where like i come i listen to one friend complain a lot and at the end of the day i kind of just it's it's hard to become your friend at that point because it just becomes okay well you're not listening to me i don't know why you keep having issues but i'm kind of over it you mean uh you feel like some friends just complain to you and don't really like want to have your input they just want to like bitch to you as like a source of just venting kind of and then it, it, it helps especially if you like you have multiple friends to vent to so then you can distribute that burden or that yeah. 
that outlet. So it's like you're not the one person receiving it at all, but that person has multiple avenues and to really recommend to some people, because I know some people, they only have like that one or two close friends. Um, maybe they should expand their network for however way they need to. We're not going to get to the nitty gritty details of that because I could care less about that right now, but. You mean couldn't care less? <laughs> Sorry. I will We're end the- this podcast anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's having that avenue, you can alleviate a lot of burden of other people and really help and being considerate about that kind of thing. I'm not okay. sure if that made sense to you whatsoever because of that awkward pause. <laughs> um, I think so. I kind of followed, but I didn't get the summary. So uh, make sure so you have the- a make sure you have some close friends to vent to so you don't just wear out your one or two close friends so it's kind of distributed where it's like okay well i can talk to them about this and this other person won't feel like they're burdened with me venting to them only or if i'm their only person that i'm comfortable with to have that because i know some people can feel stressed when they feel like if they are that only person's like vent person okay interesting yeah that's a unique way to look at it i think at least for me the bigger thing is like i guess i don't really have any friends that just like complain to me because if they're just going to complain i probably won't be friends with them <laughs> i don't I'm know you every day from now on <laughs> um yeah i don't know they just if, if somebody i feel like there's got to be a give and take like if like if both people kind of like have a process where they can vent you know if one person like brings up issues they're having at their job, then it's natural for the other person to kind of respond with the issues maybe they're having at their job. And then it's kind of like, um, just kind of like both people are venting, you know, like at like to like their own things. It's not just like one person kind of like going off and not shutting up and not letting the other person chime in. I think that in that case, I wouldn't mind if like, or I wouldn't like mind if like I had one friend, only one friend who did that to me rather than a big circle. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I do get it, but I, I think it's definitely like so. Let's say like you maybe have, some people have lead interesting lives, and for some reason you're just kind of confused. Like, how is your life like this? Mm-hmm. I think you should have more friends so you can talk to, kind of like distribute yourself around a little bit, so you yeah. don't wear out that one single person. So like you can vent about just work, but then you can mm-hmm. also vent to this person about love life, um, personal family stuff, and I think that can really wear down some people if you're that person's one single avenue for that okay yeah that's interesting yeah i think personally i'm an introvert so i feel like i don't um i have a pretty small circle as it is but i guess i don't i never have that issue because i don't i can't like i don't know after i hang out with people for a certain amount of time i don't like i I just can't like endlessly bitch and complain and talk about myself i have like a limit where i'm like all right i gotta go do my own thing (laughs) for a time you ever feel that way are you an introvert would you say yeah, because why also I like the shelter in place so damn much. <laughs> but you're also like when the shelter in place isn't happening every other night you're hanging out with someone. Yeah. That sometimes gets stressful. Yeah, just too fucking popular, Jeff. Jeez. I know. First of all problem. Humble. Anyways, your turn. Humble humble brags, jeez. Um all right, second story. So uh, I think I might have actually told you this story before. So um about to get deep. We're gonna go to a dark place, Jeff. Cool. You ready, Ja? We're talking about girls. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my That's most a dark place. Uh, it can be for some people, depending on the story. So this is um, 
This is probably the most like bummed I ever got over a girl and something important I learned, which might sound a bit shallow, the lesson um, itself. But to me, I still kind of live by it. It's not really relevant um, considering my current situation, <laughs> but it's just Have something sure I learned. Christine. Yeah, I actually did. So uh, oh, then this is not as fun anymore. Dang it. <laughs> I'm not amused anymore. She's in the room, so I'm really not saying anything um, that'll get me in trouble. At least I don't think. We'll see, Hi, Christine. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, around 20, I don't know, 12, 13, I was a Tinder fiend, constantly using Tinder. Nah, and what? yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and after a while, I got kind of fed up with it. wasn't really having any success. And um, then there was uh, one girl um, who I was kind of mildly interested in, like, messaging. And it's kind of like a Hail Mary, kind of like, all right, if this doesn't work, then that's the final nail in the coffin. Going to for sure delete the app and just, you know, have a life other than swiping. And then messenger and um, uh, kind of, like, did my best, like, attempt at that time of, like, trying to, like, have a conversation and uh she replied back conversation went okay and it was actually like eventually got to the point where my expectations and kind of interest was um getting up to the point where it was like that probably a healthy thing i was investing too much like energy into it <laughs> and like wondering like trying to obsess and make sure that it worked out okay um because you know when you're young and you have a whole lot of experience with girls you're very eager which isn't a very sexy thing to come across and i think i was all eager at that point so um yeah with that in with that being said, uh, eventually threw out the idea of a <laughs> first date um, being a concert and uh, did that, went okay. And at this time, I never really had a girlfriend. So <laughs> this was, uh, I got, again, way too invested in it. And um, first date seemed to go okay. So then I thought, okay, this could be like maybe a thing there. And uh, as I say this, my girlfriend's staring at me. So in case I seem uh, off my game, <laughs> that's another reason why. <laughs> um yeah so then first date went okay and at the end of it i asked i was like oh where do you see this going type of thing just kind of casually bring it up just getting the feel for where she was at and um she said she was um repulsed yeah pretty much uh restraining order was in fact no um she said she would uh she had just moved to the bay area and uh, was like trying to take things slow and just like thought there could be something there so i was like okay cool um, so then from there I did that, I tried to take it slow and then try to like keep doing things. And then she would like, it was funny after that moment, she just got super like just some, a, like a flip switched and she just became super, for lack of a better word, annoying <laughs> and just difficult and like e not easy to coordinate with. Like I would say, I would like bring up stuff and she would be like, like I would say, Hey, want to do this? And she'd be like, what time? Like question mark or like, where's it at? Like sounding excited and whatnot. And then I would give the details and she just like wouldn't answer if she was down. And, um, it was like, it made it hard to plan. I'm like, okay, so you've answered these questions. So is that a no? Is that a yes? And then, um, like she made me like follow up asking, which again, contributes to that eager look and doesn't look very attractive. And, um, then, uh, it was around Halloween time and there was a, um there was a halloween great america like event going on so i uh suggested that and then she did the same kind of thing like oh what is it what time is it you know what day that type of thing like and then just asking for details and not saying anything and then like i like followed up again i was like so are you down type of like and then she 
uh, I think I said something like, oh, yeah, could you let me know if you're down? Because, like, there's a special discount for, like, two-for-one tickets, and I'd rather, like, do that if, like, I know you're actually down. She's like, oh, that's really the reason you want to go. I'm like, no, it's not really the reason. But and then eventually she did say yes, and then, that like, I was going to buy the tickets, and then the next morning she was like, um, what'd she say? She was like, so I think um, I'll actually probably be hungover the next day, and the idea of roller coasters doesn't sound very fun, so – I think I don't want to go. And then I remember I threw my phone across the room because it was so goddamn difficult to coordinate that. And then she just like bailed with like no consideration or just like anything like that. I was like, all right, fuck this. So then I buy the one ticket. I'm like, fine, fuck it. Cause I was already going with other friends. Um, and then the day of after that, when she was being difficult, she's like, when are we going to great America? And I'm just fucking hey, God damn it. And then um, she like basically like just changed her mind on a whim and was now down. So then, um eventually went and um like picked her up and it was fine and then like in the car like she was actually like chill again I was like all right maybe the like annoying texting phase was just kind of like a momentary thing <sighs> then then we had some extra time um so I stopped by the place I was working at and uh, uh one of my coworkers was um there and uh, I was like introducing her to other co-workers at the time and this specific co-worker he was very antisocial, never really went out and uh, just being ignorant and uh, just young I just like I don't know like I didn't think anything of it but I uh, basically asked if he wanted to come too <laughs> and because wait had is never... this a dude that stole her yeah pretty much for uh, well <laughs> I don't know if stealing you can steal something if you didn't have it but uh yeah good uh, good job spoiler alert over there <laughs> i just want to make sure that i heard the story before and i was like this sounds super familiar <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's the story but um yeah so long story short basically i invited a co-worker and then he came surprisingly he would never like come to anything like that he would always like say no super introverted and then decided to come to this and then during that night the friends that i have and then the girl and then my other co-worker the groups could not be further apart just like oil and water to the maximum where there's just nobody's vibing and I'm just kind of awkwardly in the middle trying to like like keep things together and try to keep this kind of a cohesive group like the girl she was really like extroverted like uh, sorority kind of high energy type of thing which isn't my vibe at all and then my coworker friend was like way more introverted like mellow and then my other friends were more like my kind of just like dry sarcastic humor type of vibe and then the groups are just not mixing at all. But from that night, um, my coworker, after that, he kept like asking me at like, like, work, he's like, oh, what's going on with you and that girl? Like, like sounding super like he had ulterior motives and whatnot. And then long story short, basically um, eventually found that he did kind of like swoop in and something happened there. And uh, then I was like, like super pissed off at the time. So I like called, I called him and like, let it all out. Like saying I was a scumbag move and I was pissed off and like how I like invested all this time and energy trying to make this work. And he just swooped in like behind my back. Cause he was actually a friend. It wasn't just a coworker. And um, then I kind of did a similar thing to the girl. I was like, well, we were, you know, we were kind of like, like talking about this thing. And you did say that you were like seeing this going somewhere, but you just wanted to take it slow, which I was doing. And then you just kind of say, fuck that. And then, get with someone else and then she kind of had a reason like oh I thought it was clear it wasn't going to work out after a certain point um and then eventually I just kind of like lost touch with both but um yeah for the best <laughs> very very long story short um when you're first dating a girl don't introduce her to your friends <laughs> that's the lesson truth 
Yeah, but um, funny enough, later she did actually message me when I did later have a girlfriend. I was like, oh, I'm sorry for the way things turned out. And then I just deleted the message. So <laughs> I felt like a badass. Hey, solid move, bro. Solid move. That's all you needed to do. Yeah, but that's the darkest situation I've ever had with a girl. Most embarrassing, but ultimate lesson learned when you're going on a first date with a girl. Don't bring your friends. Yeah, fair enough. Um, wait, so I guess it's my turn now, right? Yeah, I guess so, considering I just talked for like, what, 30 minutes or so? <laughs> Eating away at our time. How dare you? Yep. All right, anyways, so my life lesson is that at the end of the day, as people really want to like preach and tell you that you should really get out into the world and see the world for yourself and so you have a better understanding of other people, at the end of the day, I kind of don't care about that. Traveling? No, I mean other people's perspectives. Oh, like listening to other people. Yes. So I guess my personal <laughs> life lesson is humans suck at the end of the day. And I will. <laughs> I, love, so going, I, love, hmm? I love the contrast. My story was like 20 minutes long. Yours is just two sentences. People suck. That's my lesson. <laughs> no, I, I will expand on this a little bit further. All right. Okay. We'll go from the topic of global warming to my personal life. I don't know how I'm going to tie that in at this point now that I think about it. But let's be real. Humans killing the world. We could give two shits about it. And here we are now. That's point A. Point B. So, Hello. Can you Yo, hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Now I can hear you. We good? All right. Yeah. Well, this will be interesting when we post it and we don't know <laughs> what was heard and what wasn't. This is going to be our best or worst episode. I'm not sure. Anyways, so what I was saying was many different examples of humans suck. Just look at current events. You have like COVID-19, people are being super racist to Asian people. You can talk about America establishing and basically raping the um, Native Americans and taking their land and go as far as climate change. And you just see people really just not caring about what happens. But obviously there's some bad stuff going on with the world, right? And then, so now going to my personal experiences, so remember when I went to Japan, I was traveling with a guy that was really kind of an asshole. And so yes. before this trip, I made a comment of like, there's literally only two or three countries that I'm interested in visiting. Outside of that, I could care less. And he said, well, <clears throat> couldn't care less. <laughs> he, he made a comment of like, hey, you, you should real people have said in the past, like, oh, you shouldn't be so narrow minded. You see, see the world, see what other cultures can bring and stuff. And you might enjoy your time. And all I said was, I've done that. I realize I don't care. And I only care about these going to these countries. So I don't care. And yeah, for me, it's that like being a transplant. Technically, I am a transplant within the Bay Area, right? Sure. Um, I've, I've seen, I met a diverse group of people. And with this whole disease thing coming about and meet well, all the different ethnicities and races, at the end of the day, I really don't care about anybody's opinions. Like mm. it's meaningless yeah. to me. It's yeah, genuinely I mean, meaningless to me. Do you ever have like a topic that comes up and you just think, huh, what would my friend think about this? Or like, what would my parents think about this or family member? Anything like that? No. Oh, okay. Hey, fair enough. You have your own uh, opinion sorted out. I don't know. Some people, I think to me, Depends on the person. I think some t for the most part, I'm that same way too, where I kind of like 
can figure everything out on my own and kind of hate when people give me unwanted advice. But um, sometimes I do like to bounce ideas off people, you know, just to hear other people's perspectives. I think definitely it's been helpful to get people's perspectives in the sense of like, oh, okay, I have an idea and I, I'm going through something or I need like brainstorming thing, brainstorming something, right? But mm-hmm. then when it comes to, let's say, when people voice their opinions and matters on certain things, especially when it comes to like, the more I talk to different sides of the spectrum or different ends of the spectrum, I really don't like hearing their opinions. Like it actually would make my life significantly better if I never knew them. Yeah. Well, there are certainly some people like that. Which people did you mean? Just in general, a lot of different issues right now. Um, Oh, so for example, I feel like with this whole COVID-19 thing, there's a lot of perspectives that are being brought out. So like, oh my gosh, the homeless people or disabled people are forgotten. How dare you politicians forget them? Um, what's another example? Um, shoot, I, I stopped like looking at people's Facebooks, but a lot of people are <laughs> voicing their opinions of like, oh my gosh, this disease has brought to light so many different issues in America. Um oh people are saying like oh you should be grateful that at least we're in america that this lockdown isn't as bad but then at the same time there's actually a lot of issues underlying issues that people aren't addressing which is some people actually don't like being at home some people use escape or school as an escape for them because things are so bad at home but now you're Mm -hmm. telling them to suck it up yeah that's true that's That's not fair that's not i don't think i think people need to stop saying like these perspect these perspectives mm-hmm. at the end of the day i'm like you can keep it to yourself and i don't care yeah i think to me that's just the at least the way i interpret the world there's always going to be people whose opinions i disagree with and just kind of like mouth breathers who shouldn't be talking but we'll talk and we'll just say kind of do like a group think mentality where they'll just say the same thing everyone else is saying because everyone else is saying it <clears throat> i think for me it was but, a little bit oh sorry go ahead I was just going to say, to me, there are always, like, I find that I do value the opinions of, like, close friends and whatnot, just to kind of see what they're feeling on certain things. But I'd say, like, for me, I guess maybe, like, 60%, I like to, 60 or 70% of, like, what I do, I like to do my own way, and then I like to bounce that the other 30%, just off of close friends. But I, I do have a similar kind of mentality where I feel like, for the most part, I don't, like, I don't like what I see in people, <laughs> for the most part, but uh that's why i like keeping my circle kind of close just with people i trust and actually know and there for me personally it was um i think i spent like a um what you call it because i live i moved into such a diverse area i'm like all right i'll be a little bit more understanding i want to understand people's perspective this is a great opportunity and after experiencing that i'm like yeah no i'm over it do you think it might just be the bay area because uh christine actually has a similar kind of feeling about the bay area (laughs) She and I can talk. We should talk sometime. Christine, if you're yeah. listening, we should talk. Yeah, I keep trying to get her to be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Very nice. All right, share your last bit. All right. And so for, you, for our listeners, if you hear that right now, <laughs> that would be my baby housemate. Me and, me and Jaws, baby. It's been a while since we did yeah. the podcast. Things have happened. <laughs> Anyways, your turn, Vince. All right, so you have a hard stop at 7.30, so I don't know if I can do this in four minutes. Should we just wrap it up? Nah, do it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so uh, this is going to get a little bit real. Uh, well, not too real, I guess, but um, more serious than the past two. But basically, just with careers and whatnot, I think growing up, I always kind of was had 
I feel like teachers and um, academics always kind of instill this like realistic mentality. They try to like make sure you're being as realistic as possible, which is fair to a certain extent. You know, they're saying like, oh, make sure you work this job. It's more secure. Don't do this job. It's not as secure and it's like not likely to happen, that type of thing. Like oh, it's a one in a million shot. And I used to kind of, I think growing up, I kind of based like what I like majored in in college and um, ultimately like kind of jobs I would take for the first couple of years based on that, just thinking, well, it's like the most realistic choice. Or, like the, the thing you really, really want to do, it's like a one in a million shot. So might as well not do it. Um, at least that was my personal feeling, like growing up with a lot of academics and like high school and college. Um, but now, like after working a few jobs and like doing things and just kind of like seeing people's experiences and stories of like famous people who have done things and just like worked um, long careers, I really realized that like just I think similar to what you mentioned, how like you wanted to retire instantly from college, like like you really like with careers, you really should not just you, I mean, everyone should really pick the thing that doesn't feel like a career that like really like you actually enjoy and have that as the main priority rather than as security and like doing what seems most, um, I guess like safe. That's really not the way to look at it. You should kind of look at what you actually, um, uh, what makes you feel most alive and what makes you feel most satisfied and what, um, just makes you feel the most you and not really care about the risk because you know, when you really enjoy the thing, I think they say the money eventually comes because you get so good at it and keep leveling up that good things will happen. And just, I think life is just a lot more interesting when you're doing the things that actually interest you and nothing is worse than having to describe a job that you're not that into to people and like just having to bullshit through that and act like you care when you don't. So um, yeah, I think that's just kind of not prioritized enough. And I think that's recently in recent years, that's kind of the direction I'm trying to like move in to stray away from the safe stuff and just do something more actually like that. I really, really enjoy and I'm into and um, I don't know, that's kind of my lesson. So just do what you like, not where the money leads. Yeah, no, so I definitely agree where like you should be focusing more on like what is right than correct. Anyways, for all the people that can hear that, baby's crying even more. So I'm going to let Vince end the podcast for us. <laughs> you don't have your last message. You've only done two so far, right? You want to just do a TLDR of your third one? No, I gave three. Stocks, um, friends, and oh. humans suck. <laughs> All right. Interesting. This is going to be a really interesting episode to listen back to. <laughs> so, this is what uh, happens when you try to do things at home. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's the time crunch. If we didn't rush this, we probably could have flew. Yeah. Well, and there goes Vince. And I don't know what was considered recorded and what wasn't. With that said, I think we will end it here. Thank you for listening to the Unpaid and Underqualified. Vince, are you back? Yeah, the audio cut out. Can you hear me? <laughs> Dude, this could not be less smooth. Oh, my God. This is, this is great. I love the fact that it's reached a certain point of not being smooth. <laughs> There's no hope anymore. No hope. Well, on right. that note, no hope. <laughs> have, a good, have a good weekend. Sincerely right. from uh, underpaid and underqualified. We just want to let you know there's no hope. Bye.